Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. How many know this series has been, um, it's been life changing, right? To know that not only, um, not only do you want more of God, but God wants to give you more of himself. God wants to bless you with more. It's his good and, and honorable thing to bless you with more. And so today I'm going to speak just on a topic, if you're taking notes, called anointed for more. How many of you guys know you've been anointed for more? If you are at a place right now where you know you're not supposed to stay there, there is another destination that God wants to get you to. And you've been anointed for more. There's more that God wants to do in you and pull out of you. And so what he does at times is he begins to agitate things. We don't like agitation. We like everything put in place. I mean, uh, we get mad if the toothpaste isn't in the right spot. Every morning I put my toothpaste here. Who moved my toothpaste? It upsets us. Imagine when God begins to shift things in life, how it, it, it causes you to be upset. Maybe you walked in and you all sit in the same seat. And someone decided to get here a little earlier than you did and took your seat. And now you got to sit in a different seat. And you're sitting there saying, I don't know if I can receive the same from God in this seat here today. Agitation. Right? Change, it's good as God takes us places. You've been anointed for more. If you got your Bibles, turn to John 21. John chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. It says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan in Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and the two others of his disciples were together. Jesus has died, he's, he's, he's risen again, but now they find themselves at a place where normal has changed. And so they find themselves at this place here, and Peter says this in verse 3, Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, We're going with you because Peter was a leader. How many know when you are a leader that people will follow you in the good, the bad and the ugly? When you are a parent, the choices that you make in hard times, your children will see that. And that will be their direction to follow in hard times in their life as well. So Peter says, I'm going fishing. The rest of the disciples said, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got in the boat. And that night they caught a whole lot of fish. That night they caught not even a cold. They caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Let's go to verse 5 here. It says, Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? That's messed up. Jesus knew. Jesus knew they did not catch a single fish. He knew they had been working all night, yet he still asked them, Have you got any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast and now they were not able to draw in because the multitude of fish. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. Father, this morning I ask just for your help. 
Lord, I pray as your word goes forth, Father, and we listen. Father, let us never, ever be the same again as a result of it. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. You may be seated this morning. Anointed for more. When you encounter the presence of God and it grips your life and it changes you, there is no way that you could ever go back to who you were before and feel comfortable and confident in it. When God grips your life to a place where it transforms you, I mean, you walked in one way and you literally walk out another way. When that change begins to happen, something takes place on the inside that causes you to never do life like that again. How many of you guys have been touched by God in that capacity where you can't think the same, you don't do things the same, you look at situations differently, you conduct yourself differently. Maybe you had a problem with anger before when situations situations came up. Your response was just to be angry. And all of a sudden now you are responding in grace and people are waiting for you to explode. But grace comes out of you. Maybe you were the person that always seen the bad, even if it was, you know, a nice sunny day. And someone said, it's such a beautiful day outside. You say, yeah, but there's a little cloud over there. You always were that person. And now all of a sudden now you're looking at life differently. Why? Because when the presence of God grips you, And changes you. When you encounter God at that place in life, you could never go back and be the same again. You see, the disciples find themselves at this place where they encountered God. Their life would transform. Not only was their life transformed, but lives are transformed through their lives as well. As they went about changing the world, there was a tangible change. A change so great that it changed their course in life. Something that grips you to the point where it changes your course in life. The Bible says of, the, of Jacob in the book of Genesis that Jacob wrestled with God and as a result of it, he never walked the same again. The Lord literally touched his hip, went out of socket, and now Jacob walked differently. He had a limp the rest of his life by being touched and changed by the presence of God. Has the presence of God gripped you that it has changed your walk, your outlook, and how you present yourself and how you view life in itself? You see, Jacob, as a result of the touch of God on his life, never walked the same again. It was more than a heart change. There was tangible evidence. I think the time of people saying that their life has been changed is over and the time for people to see that your life really has been changed is here. Don't tell me that you've changed. Let me see that you've changed. You can't speak change. Change has to be seen. And when change is seen from other people, that's when you know change has really happened in your life. When we encounter Peter and the other disciples in this portion of Scripture, we find them at a crossroads now. We find them at a place where their life has been transformed, but now there's a change that has happened. You see, because from the moment that Jesus called Peter and the other disciples to follow him, they had been together for three years. They rolled together. They ate together. They ministered together. They touched lives. They transformed lives together. Peter even, um, Peter even broke the law, <clears throat> defied the law of gravity. See, the preacher wants to come out. Peter defied the law of gravity 
by walking on water with Jesus there. There were life-changing encounters that they had. They left their livelihood for a greater cause. Jesus calls them and says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And the Bible says that they immediately dropped their livelihood and followed Jesus. Why? Because there was a greater cause that they seen inside of him. Their life was transformed. And now they're at the crossroads. Because anytime we get comfortable in life, we will always end up at a crossroads. Because things can't stay the same forever. I know we want them to, but things can't stay the same forever. We want to wake up the same way all the time. We want to wake up, you know, you, got, you probably figure that as you get a little older in life, it's a little harder to get out of bed. You start pulling muscles just tying shoes. Or if, like me, you start pulling a little fat tying shoes in life. You cough wrong and you throw out your back. You used to be able to pick up heavy weight and all of a sudden now picking up a water bottle just agitates something. You're like, I think I threw my shoulder out drinking Alhambra 16 ounces of water. We want to stay young the rest of our lives. We want our children to stay young the rest of their lives. But as life goes on, change begins to happen. You see, with Jesus, they had many victories together. And for three years, they went out and they changed the way that they lived. And life couldn't be any sweeter. You ever been at that place Man, you say, man, if life got any better, man, it would would just be a sin. Like if my children were any better, man, if they were any good, more good looking, man, if my job was any better, man, this would be a sin. God, stop blessing me so much. Like, man, people asking you, you know, like Dave Ramsey, you know, uh, how are you doing? You know, uh, better than I deserve, right? So that's his answer. Sometimes we look at life saying, man, I got it sweet. I got it good. God has been good to me. You know, there's some people you ask in church, how are you doing? God's been good, but they're lying because they're not going through a hard time in life. Then you just got those people where God has been good. They're going through, they're not going through anything. I mean, they got bonuses and blessings. So when we're declaring that, they're singing it loud. Why? Because they just got one and, you know, in the mail and everything's going good. I mean, we were just a recipient. My wife thought something was wrong. American Express sent us $300. I don't know why American Express sent us $300, but I said, girl, I'm signing the check. Put it in now. I'm not testing the Lord in that at all. Put it in now. We get to a place where life couldn't be any better. Health is good. Marriage is good. Children are good. Everybody's doing good. Then all of a sudden, a disruption happens. Man, I hate when disruptions happen. Especially when everything is going so well. I'm not talking about a little disruption. I'm talking about their whole world was changed. Everything about them, everything that they went to, Jesus asked Peter and the other disciples, he says, when all the other people left Jesus, he says, you're going to go too. And Peter makes this comment. He says, where else can we go? Only you have the words of life. I mean, Jesus was everything to them. 
And although he had prepared them for his departure, no one ever expected it for it to really happen in the way that it really happened. And so these disciples are left now trying to figure out who are we going to be and what are we going to do in life now? For three years, life was so cushioned. Some of us could probably attest to that, that we had seasons where things were great in life. Things couldn't get any better. And then the disruption. Disruptions cause us to look at life in a different manner. You see, Jesus was gone from the scenario now. Have you ever had a life hit you so hard that it changed your normal? I mean, it just, someone pulled the carpet, someone socked you, all the breath was gone out of you. It just changed the normal. One moment things were going good, and the next moment things were going as bad as they could ever be. You went from smiling one moment to sobbing so much that you couldn't even catch your breath any longer. Eyes swollen, snot running down, asking God, what in the world just happened? Have you ever had life hit you like that? Maybe it was the loss of a loved one suddenly. Maybe it was a loss of a job that you thought that was going to be your career for the rest of your life. Maybe it was bad news from your doctor. Maybe you went in just for a random checkup and all of a sudden a random checkup turned into something like, we got to call you. they called you in, we got bad news, this is going on in your life. Maybe it's bad news about your children. Maybe the children that you thought were Holy and good and loving God are making some choices that aren't so holy, good, or pleasing to God. Or maybe you find out that the person that you thought you would spend the rest of your life with no longer wants to be with you. Change. And no one likes to deal with it. And all of a sudden, without your permission... You find yourself in a season of transition where things are looking different now. The landscape of life is no longer normal. You don't know where you're going because you have no clue because you've never walked or navigated this area before. Now you're in a season of transition and you have to now discover and put into place a new normal. The very thing that you didn't want to do, the very thing you didn't sign up for. You see, when disruptions happen, disruptions don't ask you, is it okay if I interrupt your life at this moment? Is it okay if this happens or if that happens? Is it okay if I kind of inconvenience you? No, disruptions don't care. They show up, mess things up, and then they're out of here. And you're left now to clean up and deal with the aftermath. And now you have to discover a new normal. You see, Peter and the other disciples do what most of us would do. They attempt to go back to their old lives. You see, many of us will try to revert back to what we've known before. You'll try and go back to what you've done before. But God's anointed you for greater. So when you do find yourself going back, it no longer feels good. So the people that used to make you happy in one season of your life, but God's transformed you. When you go back to those people, you can't even get a single laugh out of it anymore. The drug, the drink that used to make you just kind of forget about everything, now is causing you to think about everything now in life. You can't escape this thing. 
They go back to their old lives. Peter says this in verse 21, verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, go and fishing. Going fishing to Peter wasn't just a way of escaping for a moment. It was reverting back to who he was before. It was a going back to who Peter was before. And he finds himself going out there. And the other disciples say, well, you know what? If you're going, then I'm going with you too, Peter. So they begin to throw out the net. And they begin to go back to their old lifestyle. Only to find that they can't catch anything at all. They're professional fishermen, but they can't catch anything because it was while Peter was fishing that Jesus called him. He called him from a job into a destiny, and now Peter's leaving a destiny to go back to a job. And it just doesn't work that way. So Peter finds himself with the other disciples in the boat, and they're laboring hard. Because every time you try to do something outside of the obedience of God, you will always have to work extremely harder to make anything happen. You will have to work extremely hard to make anything happen. You might say, well, Pastor Nick, things are happening. Yeah, but are you so exhausted that you've got no time to enjoy it? It was happening from the very get-go. Adam and Eve, they're living in the cush of the garden, blessed by God, and they find themselves, they're naked, but they're not ashamed, and all of a sudden they fall into sin. And these guys find themselves, well, now they have to try and cover themselves before God was their covering, but now they have to try and do it themselves. And they come up with the best way possible. They pick some leaves off of a fig tree, they sew them up, and they begin to cover themselves. But I don't know about you, but as you go outside right now, all the leaves that have fallen off the ground, they get crushed. So when Eve sat down for dinner that night and she got up, it was like she was wearing a hospital gown. It had crunched away. They worked hard at something that was only temporary. When you are trying to do things on your own power and in your own way, you will always have to work extremely, extremely harder to get just a little bit tiny bit, just to get by in life. And they go back and they leave a destiny to go back to a job because normal had changed and they were in transition. How do you handle difficult seasons in your life? What's your go-to? Where do you revert back to? What do you do? Do you begin to think back in life? Do you begin to get angry again? Resentful? Unforgiving? Do you find yourself at a place where, oh, this is the old me. That's how I, you know, I used to act. Understand the old you is dead. Can't live any longer. And when you try and resurrect that man, you just get stinky parts and all these things that just don't smell good. You can't walk comfortable in that season of life anymore because it's just not you any longer. You have to find a new normal. Jesus didn't leave them to leave them alone, but he says, I'm going, but I'm going to leave you a helper. You're going to do greater things than I did here on this earth because I go. But they missed out on that. And so they go back. Fishing. They did what they knew, but it no longer worked for them. 
And many of us find ourselves at that season of life right now. Maybe you've run into a rough patch. Maybe normal's changed for you. Maybe you're in a season of transition and it's uncomfortable. Agitation is never fun. But it's through the agitation that you wear clean clothes today. It's through the agitation that you find yourself that you get agitating cream. All of a sudden now you get whipped cream, something that's delightful, but it has to go through a thing of agitation. Agitation is when you get your drink that's separated, you stir it and agitate it. All of a sudden now it goes back to a thing that tastes really, really good. It's the thing that takes your Thousand Island dressing and brings it all back together. God uses agitation to bring you all back together because there's pieces in life that have settled because they haven't been used in a long time. And so he agitates it and shakes it up and we don't like it. We don't like it and so we go back like the disciples to our old way of thinking. We go back to our old way of doing things. Calling up old friends. Bringing up old habits. And if not that, then all of a sudden the stinking thinking starts to return to our mind and we begin to think certain ways. You see it all the time. You see people all of a sudden, you know, one Sunday they're good, they go through a hard time, and then they come in the next Sunday and they're dressed completely different, and you're like, what in the world? I didn't know you were a gangster. <laughs> come and look at all different, like, hold on, something just took place. You're trying to be something you're not, and so you, you try to dress it all up and act like it, but on the inside, it just don't feel good. It don't feel right, because that old person is dead. They're gone. They don't exist any longer. Peter and the disciples, they went back fishing. Funny thing is, is they forgot how to fish. They forgot how to fish, and they came up empty-handed because they had been anointed to do more than fish. They'd been anointed to become fisher of men. And when you've been anointed for more and you've settled for less, you go to bed every night frustrated when you know that God's given you more and has more readily available to you and you're settling for less, you will feel like you have no more purpose in life. It's when we get into the thing where we start settling in life. It's where we get to the place where we just give up. It's where we're just existing, not living any longer. They had been anointed for more. They weren't anointed to go back. You were never anointed to go back. You were never anointed to go back to who you were before. Jesus had done such a great work in their life, trained them up not to go back fishing, but become a fisher of men. And God's done such a great work in your life, transformed your thinking, your living, how you do life, only for you to go back to your old ways. It talks about a dog going back to his vomit. That don't taste good. Don't feel good. They weren't anointed to go back. They were anointed to move forward. So Jesus tells them, have you caught anything? He knew the answer. They said, not a single thing. And he tells them, 
throw the net on the other side. Now, I'm no fisherman by anything at all, right? I, I could rig up a line. I could carry a pole like I know what I'm doing. My tackle box is full of stuff that I don't even know. But it looks good. I also know that the fish at the beginning of the story weren't there. Because from one side of the boat to the other side of the boat is not too far. Jesus tells them, throw the net on the other side. These guys were desperate for a catch, so they listened to him. And as they throw the net on the other side, the Bible says that they caught such a great catch. How could fish not be here at the same moment that they are right here? I I don't understand, but what I do understand is right over here represents my way of doing things and my thinking and, and how I operate my life outside of obedience to God. And then all of a sudden, when I find myself in God's grace, he says, why don't you try and throw things on the other side? And I throw the net over here and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got so much fish that I can't even hold it. The Bible describes the fish later on in the verse. It didn't say that there were little minnows or guppies. The Bible says that they were big fish. What's funny is Jesus asked them if they got any food, and when they get on land, he's already cooking fish. When you do things God's way, and what you've been anointed for, Not to go back, but to develop a new normal. Transition is normal. I know you don't like it, but transition is normal. As you go through a season where when one season things worked out great, but it can't stay that way forever. You know when you go down to the the shoe store and you put on some new shoes, they look nice. But two years later, those same shoes just ain't cutting it anymore. They don't look nice anymore. So you get rid of them and you go back to the shoe store and you get new shoes again. And some of us need to understand that what worked in one season of life now is ugly and not working anymore. And God has has you in a season of transition and you got to find the new normal don't be afraid of the new normal so they throw the net they catch the fish and all of a sudden John has this great revelation he tells Peter dude it's Jesus Now, Peter is still in a a messed up state because the guy had denied Jesus three times and he hasn't had the opportunity to make things right. When he hears that as Jesus, the Bible says, and I don't know why Peter did this, but the Bible says that Peter dressed himself and then he jumps in the water. He covers himself, jumps in the water, and he swims. They're about 100 yards from land, a football field length from land. Peter can't wait for the boat to get there. He has to get to Jesus immediately. He gets up there, and Jesus is cooking fish, and he says, you know, why don't you go ahead and bring some of your fish that I just helped you catch over here, too. We got, we got to eat here. And as he's doing that, Jesus pulls Peter aside, and the opportunity happens. He says, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I do. 
and feed my sheep. Doesn't destroy Peter, doesn't rebuke Peter, loves Peter, restores him back. Second time, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I do restore. Then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know all things. Feed my sheep. And all of a sudden, this guy who went back to his old lifestyle understands it's not working anymore, has the grace of God. It says, you know, let's just throw the, the net over here, catches a whole bunch of fish and understands this is what I've been anointed for because the fish didn't just represent fish. They represented people. And as he was obedient to God again in that moment, they had such a great catch, goes in there. All of a sudden, the book of John ends. Chapter 21 closes out. And now we open up this book called the book of Acts. And it's Peter who had just been restored, who stands up and gives the first message in the book of Acts when one chapter later, this guy's in a state of mind where he went back to his old lifestyle, but Peter recognized at that moment, I've been anointed for more. And I want to tell you today, right now, where you're at, in a fallen state, in a messed up state, maybe you've gone back to your old lifestyle. I want to let you know this morning, you've been anointed for more. You've been anointed for more. You've been anointed for greater things. God didn't anoint you to go back. He didn't say, you know what, I've only anointed you for a certain season, and now you're going back. He's anointed you for more. He's anointed you to go further, not to revert back. I know life has thrown you some crazy curveballs. And I know some of you right now are trying to figure out and juggle and trying to figure out what's your new normal in life and God's agitating things in your life. God's not doing it to harm you. He's doing it to set you up. God is setting you up for greatness right now and it doesn't always feel good. Doesn't always feel good. He says this to Jeremiah. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Omaha, if you could help me out. God says, I know the plans. He never said that he was going to tell you the plans. He, he, he says, I know the plans. And you got to be okay with God knowing and you not. You have to be okay with God knowing and you not and knowing that if he tells you to throw the net on this side and you say, well, I want to throw the net on this side. Well, you go ahead and throw your net on this side. And you work hard all night. labor as much as you can only to find yourself coming up empty handed they couldn't even pull up a used tire from the bottom of the, of the sea but on this side in a state of disobedience they listen one more time and by God's grace they catch an amazing catch They catch something so amazing. Why? Because when God has transformed you, you can't go back to who you were and feel good. Your old friends just don't cut it any longer. Drugs, alcohol, just don't feel the same. Everything in life is changing. Peter and the disciples had to find the new normal. Jesus didn't leave them. He now filled them. 
He wasn't there in the present anymore, but the Holy Spirit came and filled them up and they transformed the world. The book of Acts, they were known as the people who turned the world upside down. Why? Because they began to trust again. They were obedient again. They began to believe again. Hey, you know what? If even those guys who walk with Jesus could go back to their old lifestyle, what makes you think that you won't? I want to let you know that wherever you're at this morning, wherever you're at this morning, whether you're in a backslidden state, whether you're in a season of blessing, a season of transition, God's anointed you for more than where you're at right now. He's got so much more for you. Greater things lie ahead. You see, sometimes we get in this state of mind where we feel if God's got more, then that means I'm exempt from going through problems. I'm sorry, but God could even use the problems of your life to get you to where he wants to get you to. I'll close with this. Years ago, I read a devotion, and the devotion talked about how we're like ships tied to a dock. A ship's purpose is not to be tied to a dock, but to sail. And it says that you could either untie from your dock and set sail on your course, but if you choose not to, God will cause a storm to come your way so great that it will rip apart the dock that you are tied to. Either way, we're going out to sea. You, you need to make a choice. You could find yourself at a place right now where you think you're going to do it your way and go back your old way and try to make money, this and that. You work so hard and nothing's coming in and still aren't meeting. You could go back to your old lifestyle and how you used to think, but it's not going to make you happy. You might smile in the moment, but at the end of the day, you feel like, man, what am I doing with my life? I got no purpose. You know why? Because you've been anointed for greater, not to go backwards, but to go forward. That's your choice. I'm going to have you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.